I am over the moon. I've just spent two and a half hours with Frank. Yeah. And we have been all over the place. Frank started kind of disembodied, but man, do we ever get grounded. We have talked about life, about making sure that there's enough life in your life. Um, and that means seeing that just by being, you're providing value. But if you don't see it, you don't know it. And maybe you're not actually giving as much of the value that is in you that you would if you knew. Yeah. It's a fantastic conversation. And we touch upon important things, life skills, how to make sure that there is enough life in your life and, and aspects of that. Frank has an anxious streak. I've had a, a mean streak. Um, we've both been overthinking. What happens if you actually start to loosen your grip on that? That's what we talk about. So join us for a wild ride. surprisingly it was raining when i got out so slightly wet <laughs> surprisingly well you know it's like we had rain like on the first and the last of june and then i mm -hmm. had here i had one millimeter like sometime in the middle there yeah. but but that was it and then ever since like june the 30th, it's been raining more and I've been thrilled at it, but it's still, I haven't really gotten into the hang of kind of thinking that it will rain. Right. So, um, right. But it's, so this is normally a dry spell during no, this we period don't, of time? No, we don't really do dry and wet spells. It's like yeah. we have shifting weather. Um, <laughs> You're I temperate, as, we, as they say. It is, and it, you know, it varies. It can rain in the morning, and then it's really sunny, and then there's thunderstorm, and, you know, um, it can it can vary. But, I mean, June was ridiculously high summer eh? and May was ridiculously, like, November, or, you know, it was <laughs> wet. It was wet. It rained a lot in May, and it was unseasonably <laughs> cold, so... Yeah. So now we so kind of go, okay, July, will it be winter or will it actually be, right. you know, right. spring right. maybe? <laughs> or um, will you be breaking breaking temperature records like they are in Canada? I know, sure hope Where it's not. hotter in Canada than it is in Las Vegas. It is ridiculous. It's just yeah. ridiculous. 49 degrees Celsius I saw in somewhere in British Columbia. Yeah, small town, a small town in British Columbia. 
I mean, even the meteorologists who know this stuff happens and know it comes and sees that happen are just like, it's eight points higher than, you know, it's uh, eight Fahrenheit higher than it's been than their last record. Yeah. I'm just going to go grab my cup because I forgot it. Um, Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. It is. (laughs) It is beyond crazy. It's like... And I mean, I have I have friends in Seattle. It's like they oh, have wow. like what, yeah. 103, 104? It's like yeah. Seattle. Yeah. It's like we you know. we we've been known to do that. Um, you know, in a ten year cycle, we'll do that three or four times easily uh, here in the Mid Atlantic. But you know, for a couple of days at a clip. Yeah. Um, we can get it really bad. Um, places like Chicago gets it really bad, and, but no, not 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 the beloved Pacific Northwest, which is renowned for yeah. moderate temperatures all yeah. year round. So yeah. it's making me rethink my my relocation plans, <laughs> such as they are. What what are your relocation plans? Are there any? Well, um, well, uh, so I t- I tell the story that that. Um, I traveled, I traveled like I was moving every 12 to 18 months, my first seven or eight years of life, uh, because dad was, uh, attached to Naval, uh, us Navy air. And, um, I say that we crash landed here in Washington, DC in 1971. So my, my relocation plans really begin there and it's to some random location, hopefully, hopefully, uh, to the Pacific Northwest because of all the places I lived. That one was pretty much the coolest. Mm. to my eight-year-old mind. So um, here I am in Washington, D.C. I remain after 50-some years, uh, or 50, actually. This is probably, and this, uh, this, these few weeks are probably the 50-year anniversary of my arrival here. So cool. Maybe it's time for a change. It does take a while with me to make, you know, adjustments happen. <laughs> so when you were, were a kid then, was it sort of naval bases in the U.S. or was it worldwide? Yeah. U.S. Um, we uh, we did the majority of them uh, here in the continental United States, and then uh, my father was a got his last tour of duty on he was on a, a God? carrier. Was that what you were going to say? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like I think sometimes he 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 felt himself was was there, but that that I, as I understand it, is a natural hazard of being a pilot um, in those environments. So, but his last assignment was um, uh, Mediterranean. So there was a, you know, he was part of the fleet that was cruising the Mediterranean in the seventies. My mother, who'd been raised in New York City, um, and had been posted to all these remote locations because. You know, the newfangled jet fighters in the 50s, they built all the air bases like far away from everybody else. And so my mother uh, had been taken away from, you know, the culture city. and put in these the remote city locations. Of the world. Yeah. And he was, home base for him was Naples. And she's like, well, the hell if I am staying in Virginia Beach while you're in Naples. So I'm going. And at the time, what you could do is pack your family up, put on your uniform, drive to Dover, Delaware, which is the home of the 
uh, United States Air Force Strategic Airlift Command. And wherever they were flying their big, huge air, airplanes, you could put your name on a list, number of dependents, and wherever it went, you could get on the airplane and go mm-hmm. if they had the seats. So we did that for a number of years uh, after, but the first one, uh, we just got on an airplane and then we landed in Frankfurt, Germany. And my mother decided, you know, they, they, they bought a big car, which was at the time a Volkswagen Squareback, five speed. And my mother decided to take three or four months to drive from Frankfurt to Naples, which is what? A two day drive? Something like that. Tops. Tops, right. I would say, really, really tops. <laughs> right. So, you know, we were living out of that little car for three or four months. <laughs> but, um, but that's work. my big story about about living abroad. That's that's as far as it it ever really got. So, when I lived in an apartment overlooking the Bay of Naples when I was eight, and I thoroughly did not appreciate it. <laughs> well, well. Well, no. It's a lovely place, though. Yeah. Yeah. I kept asking for hamburgers and orange Fanta, you know, like you do. Yeah. That's not what the Italians do still. (laughs) (laughs) One of the countries who actually kind of still has kept their, you know, their their kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a lot of other countries, I would say it's like it's it's gone kind of boring and drab somehow, um, <laughs> or at least I think it's easier to find if you want hamburgers. You have, I mean, you can find it in Italy, of course, but it's not it's not as it is here. Here, you can find a hamburger yeah. joint. You know, there's 10 places in town, if that's enough. And this is a small town. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know if that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Anyway. So how are you besides, besides, besides this? Um, uh, I am, I, 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 I think in this immediate moment, I'm feeling a little disembodied and I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, so maybe by the end of the conversation, we'll, 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 we will know more, but there's, um, I traveled again this week. I had a, and, uh, work to do. And, uh, you know, that's just surreal working in the, um, working in the aircraft or the, the airline system right now is just weird. Um, and it's got all the, all the stuff that, you know, is you want to avoid that's still there. The COVID um, stuff. Now it's with, with masks. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I, I, I do a lot of, uh, uh, work travel. Mm-hmm. So I fly all the time. And after a while you start to see patterns and, you know, some of the newness wears off. I still have the emotional experience when a plane takes off of being like, God, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, but there's the, you know, there's the management and the the business of getting us all organized to get on the plane. And then we're on the plane and we have to get off the plane and all the stuff that surrounds all that between the security and the delays and the hazards. It's that's all still there. Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's with masks and everybody's a little, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, and uh, where I went, the the city I went to, um, usually there's lots of nightlife and and uh, restaurants hopping, but they were all closed because uh, there's no workforce. Everybody's at home. And it was really surreal. Um, and uh, so it was kind of kind of weird. And then my son is vacationing in um, uh, his best friend is uh, uh, was he was invited to go on summer vacation with his best friend. And so they're down in Florida and they were supposed to fly home yesterday. But we had a really powerful weather system come through here. We had tornado warnings last night. Um, and so they grounded a bunch of flights all, all up and down. It hits the whole eastern seaboard. And uh, so he had to stay over again tonight at the airport hotel. And, um, so he'll, he'll be by uh, tomorrow. And then there's this, this big project that I'm working on. It is like it's starting to get intense the money has been authorized and now everybody's activated and everybody's starting to come along and you know i'm going from sort of idle waiting for people to show up to whoa oh yeah <laughs> starting to work the checklists mm. starting to gather the you know various bits of standard contract language that's out there that's been used in the past and trying to make sense out of it and so my head is a little you know, in that editorial space. Uh, and then I guess on the, 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 you know, the big personal thing, uh, is that, you know, sort of plotting through, going through a cycle of what does the next 10 years or so look like? Um, I'm still quite young. Um, but at some point, uh, I won't have quite this pep in my step and I'd like to slow down. And so the questions become, what does that look like? And what does that planning look like? So, went through some of that exercise over the last couple of weeks and that's just been required reorientation. So, um, a lot of sort of conceptual sort of big picture lifey kind of things. And I've been detached from my, um, I've been detached from my, my artwork and my, my writing work and my, you know, the stuff that sort of feeds me, um, during these times and that, that, uh, that was also sort of that part of that big picture review and, and being able to look at that again and say, you know, use the, use the planning maxim that uh, was handed to me by, um, one of my bosses somewhere along the way that said, you know, it's one thing to ask for time off for whatever the standard, um, vacation is here in the States. But it's another thing to ask for one quarter of your annual workload off. And I was feeling, I, I did that. I, I asked them, I don't want to work, you know, 2000 hours a year this year. I'd like, you know, they ask, they ask for your goals every, you know, six months. I'd like to work 1500 hours next year. They're like, well, what are you going to do with the 500? And I'm like, uh, the point is, <laughs> I'm going to work for you for 1500 hours. Okay. Well, what are you going to do for us for the other 500? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's, that's the way that conversation had run with my immediate boss. But then I was talking to, you know, was in conversation with, uh, leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, 
the guy I was talking to had 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 some serious wisdom, and and he he understood that I was a little prickly about this because it was a little it was a big ask, and he was like, "Look, the issue is not whether or not you know you'll have that five hundred hours off. It's a question, and and then it's not really about what you'll be doing for us. It's a question of if you don't if you don't." establish what it is you're going to do with that 500 hours. It'll just disappear. It does that. And it, it won't necessarily yield uh, what you think it will yield. And, and you, you and I have been in a version of that kind of conversation before. And um, so, well, so uh, I'm, I'm, I, I wonder sort of on a, on a higher level do you think it's common that people do this type of kind of life reviews okay you know past 10 years what's it been like future 10 years what what do i want where do i want to go how do i want to feel who do i want to surround myself with um are there experiences that i want to to make sure they happen and how can I plan that? And are there experiences I really don't want to have happen again? And how do I plan for that not to happen? Right. Um, right. And I think the answer is no. I yeah. think that, I think that, I, I think that there are enough of us who do that we can find each other now. You know, it's a little, a little easier, but uh, it's no, it's not a, it's not a common practice. And it's not a common practice even in, in specialized spaces like recovery. You know, there's a review of, there's a daily review and there is, you know, every now and again, the emotional and ethical gunk just gets, you know, piled up. So you kick back and you review your behavior and, you know, try to make your lessons and move from on from there. But nothing, nothing so, kind of formal as or I don't know exciting as what I like to be doing next year you know and building things to look forward to and I think that that's that's definitely been something that that was you know, where am I how am I uh, looks a lot like so the review from last week had to do with the finances and how does that, how does that play out and where do I sit? And, you know, for the first time in a long time, I, I looked out 10, 15, 20 years and went, Oh, Oh. And it felt like there was a little relief instead of like, you know, totally hustling all the time. Like I could, Oh, like there was, it wasn't just my you mouth were, yeah. above the water, you know, yeah. I'm a, a shoulders above the water. Maybe every now and again, I can feel the bottom. And it was like, oh, okay. And then, but I still do have to work for the next 10 or 15, 20 years. And, and it does seem like I've got some options about how to go about that. And do I have to, do I have to work very intensely the whole time? As I have been doing for uh, a long time, fueled in part because there's, I've got mouths to feed that, um, you know, they're, they're coming into their teenage years. So it's, uh, it's less, less intense in terms of hour by hour by hour 
you know, need but to interact. Eat but they eat more. <laughs> yeah, my 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 son is is two people easily yeah. Yeah. on on the, on the food side. Yeah. But but more importantly, what keeps my spirits up? What keeps my morale going? What keeps me enthusiastic? Uh, day in, day out. And, you know, when I get a tough assignment or, you know, I've had an icky few days, how do I recover from that in a way that's, um, that's sustainable and, uh, that I look forward to, you know, it's life giving because that's the issue for me. There's a, there's this business about, uh, what takes your energy and what gives you energy. And so, you know, but it's so, that's it's the, so interesting. That's the this the other day, Tuesday, I think it was, I was in a meeting in the morning with my two colleagues in the project that I'm uh, involved in of, of building this facility. And we were doing risk assessment, I think. We've been successfully procrastinating quite a lot of risk assessment work, but now and again, we actually do the work. And then I had a walk and talk with a young lady who um, I was acting legal guardian for when she came here as an unaccompanied minor. And she's just wonderful. And we, I met her at the bus stop and we went for a walk. And as she, she got off, she asked, you know, what you've been doing? I've been in a meeting. Well, what was the meeting? I said, well, we've been doing risk assessment, you know, for this project. And she looked at me and she said, isn't that really boring? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just amazing. And I said, well, you know, um, you could think that it would be. And, you know, given the fact that we do procrastinate successfully not to do the risk assessments, but I really enjoy it because I have such great colleagues. I love working with them. We are laughing. Yeah. We compliment compliment each other great. You know, I think of this, They, someone thinks of that. And, the, you know, so it's, we have fun. Right, 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 know? right, exactly. So a lot of that, and that made me really see, you know, her her asking that. It's like, there's a lot of components to the things that nourish me. Yes, you know? that's exactly right. This, that's exactly this, right. Is a, this is a project where I get to work with fun people, right, yeah. who know their stuff. That's thrilling. Yeah. I get to use my expertise, my knowledge, my skill sets in, in not just like pharma building, but also, you know, people and, and you know, change management and, and how do we keep the energy going, you know, all of that. So, it, so it's a lot of that. It's also great fun. We've spoken about this a gazillion times about, you know, layout of the facility. How can we get this done? We did some layout yeah. Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it might have been yesterday. It was like, ooh, now we get to do this again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got new drawings right, exactly. from the from the architect that we could like, why is that door there? We should have it, you know. Great yep. fun. Yep. And, yep. and it pays the bills. Yes. You know? It's like, well, this yes. is a this is a pretty yes. good thing. You know? Yes. It's it's a pretty good deal. And I when I started my company, I did three years full-time at a project. And then I started to 
to reduce reduce my hours because I was simply becoming redundant because I'd set up the systems and stuff. And I love becoming redundant. We might have spoken about this before, but whatever. And And then when I kind of, you know, I looked at where am I now? I've been three, four years as my own, you know, self-employed, working as a consultant for the pharma industry, where the norm is longer full-term assignments. And I'm going, I don't want that. Right? (laughs) So I've, you know, I don't want that. So I don't think that I've ever done a 10-year, like, review that way. But, But I, I, I kind of have this, like you say, it's like, what do I want this to be? How do I want my life to, to feel? Um, and then again, I, I basically haven't had any long-term full-time assignments since. I did a shorter stint. And then I had a five-week period where I had to go in. Mm-hmm. I just... Oh, I'm so happy I don't do that. You know, right? It was right. like a review. Right. You know, right. five years after me saying I don't want to do this anymore, I got to try it out again. Going, no, I really don't want to do this full time. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I had the same thing happen about year seven. Uh, I had a I, one of my one of my clients requested that I be in the facility frequently. And um, after several weeks, we worked something out where that wasn't required because we had telephones. Yes. And I could run, I could run the meetings that were necessary, and people could reach out to me because there was a kind of a, you know, a random, you know, sort of a, a uh, random need they, for you. Yeah, and they, they, you know, the uh, the model was, you know, if if they know where you are physically sitting, they can just wander down and talk to you. And I'm like, well, how about I spare them the walk and give them my phone number instead? Mm. And that eventually worked out um, constructively. But it did remind me again that there's a there's a pattern there that um, that wasn't working for me, and um, uh, I I I know I know several people who are you know, well considered about their dynamic in the office space where like they've tried working um, independently like this uh, and, and they've, uh, it's not, them. it's not for them, Precisely. you know? So um, I, I think, I think it's, it, it's a really intriguing and interesting development in, in the way human beings work together to get things done that we, we have that back and forth. Um, so, uh, there's a picture in my mind about a space and a set of activities that I would go to on a frequent basis um, that have to do with hands-on kinds of projects and tends to be higher tech kind of stuff. And that's what's interesting about it. Um, uh, or it's, you know, it's music or it's, it's something that requires specialized facilities. You can only do it in that location, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that still, still sort of lingers in my imagination as something that would be intriguing. But it also requires that the people I'm working with are, um, we all, we all maintain that vibe and that there's a certain maintenance to the, the atmosphere that we're all working in 
that we all have to kind of agree to and 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 get to. And I I think that that particular detail gets has been lost in a lot of the environments I've worked in. Um, in a in in a kind of um, benign way, it's just sort of not been an important thing that's been paid attention to. Um, but I somehow think that's that, valid in relationships to a large extent. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I liked your I liked your um, your notions of uh, zero. What was it? It was low negative interaction. Low negativity threshold, right? Low negativity thresholds. Yeah. Um, and then that makes, you know, if we can all work at that, then that makes, that lets all that good vibe come out, which brings out all of this, this good thinking that takes our capabilities we've been trained for and helps us explore it in whole new ways that makes the whole thing just a blast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the big project I'm working on, actually I have two of them. That's exactly the moment that I'm inhabiting right now is, you know, they're, they're all good crews. They're all, they, they all know very well what their, what their business is, but we all find ourselves in this sort of, you know, miasma of, of, yep. um, bigger systems. And we all have to kind of agree on our, our agency. And yes, this is the template that everyone's been using for this kind of thing. Um, and somebody will come along and say, yeah, as long as we adhere to the intention of it, we don't actually have to use that document because I have to fight with those damn word styles one more time. I'm done. I want a clean document. We start over. And, and then, and then, then it gets, you know, those are the kinds of things that some people look at me and go, what, what? You, you get excited about a, a clean word document without having to fight all the styles. And I'm like, Oh God, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with you, man? The like, amount of no, 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 time no, 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 no. I've fought word. Oh, my right. goodness. Exactly. Microsoft could be listening for Pete's sake. Pagination, you know, where's the number? Ah, ah. And table of contents and, and fonts and just tables tables like, you do a lot of tables and tables. you know you get to have a table and it crosses a page and you mark it very properly <laughs> repeat row as header row but no but it's like, no why <laughs> on parts of the document yes not this part okay if i copy right. that table put it here put this right. information in there right no Right, 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 and I, I'm 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 really looking forward to the Shakespeare of our age being able to do just like a ten minute segment out of a two hour play that just like takes that little thing and just makes it a whole like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of comedic experience for all of us because God, what a common experience that one is. You know, just. You know, pull your hair in frustration. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and the phones then, just as just as you're right on the edge of like making it happen, like you you're about to figure it out. You have this new thought about what could possibly be going on, and you remember it's in one of the four screens, and then you get three phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're a craftsman like I am, and really just get. 
<laughs> and and I love building systems. I love looking for looking for automation opportunities and looking for opportunities where, you know, here's a place where with lots of diligence, we can get a 100% or a 95% accurate item. Mm-hmm. But if we automate a bunch of this, we won't be exhausted by the time we get to the end. We might have a bit of a social life too. Yeah. <laughs> and we might be, you know, um, uh, welcome in social situations <laughs> when it's over. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> right, exactly. Not guaranteed. Possibly. Not guaranteed. But yeah, that's... Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, question for you about that. Uh, it'll come back to me. Come back. They usually do. They, yeah, usually, usually does. So... Uh, but back to the back, back to the intentionality about you know looking forward to things and looking forward you know having an imagination I, I I feel like when I was about 10 11 12 or so I started to imagine where I would be in my 20s and my 30s and that that, that was something that that um, just you know it drove me and and when I went to uh, went through you know really terrible experiences in my uh, early teenage years where it was just all of that got taken away um, in some combination of my bad judgment and just stuff happening. Um, I got back on track by recovering that, that, that idea of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And that, um, that, that notion because it's all it was, you know, there was a plan. By the time I got into college, I was able to formulate a plan, an actual stepwise. Here are the things that are going to have to happen between here and there and actually, you know, build out a milestone. I mean, almost a Gantt chart for it. Um, but then it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get into the programs I wanted to, you know, I, I had sort of figured I would get into. And there was a lack of, um, there was a part of me that was still recovering from the events of, of the teen years that um, really I, I didn't have the wherewithal to know that I needed help with components of that. Um, so I couldn't really seek people out to give me a hand and to, to look for community to help me get through all of that. Um, and that's, that's different now. And my problem now is, is, you know, uh, as much about, I, I still have that. Well, the problem now is here's an area I'd like to work in. Who do I, who do I work with to spend time there? Um, and then what are the odds of that working out? And am I in investigation mode now where I'm just trying to figure out what is the opportunity? Can I actually do, you know, uh, meaningful work that's also, uh, that also pays that allows me to, uh, you know, continue uh, or not. And, uh, I, I gave a, I gave a talk. I think I must've announced this last, last time I had given my, uh, 20 minute head type Mm -hmm. talk. And the experience that I had afterwards was that all of the wind went out of my sails around it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know, I had 
I had accomplished this mission of explaining this series of relationships around energy and oceans and buildings in the way that I saw it. And it, and I just crashed, crashed for about three weeks. Mm. And, um, in some ways that's kind of a, a good experience for me to have because this is one of those things where I've been working for a while to accomplish something. And I actually accomplished what I intended to accomplish. And, and I don't have that experience a lot in terms of this is a, this is a project that I set forth. I, I have lots of accomplishment and lots of completion of projects that others have set forth. That's what I do for a living. And, um, I don't begrudge that. And I make lots of, lots of amusement and, and, uh, uh, I, I make a lot of that emotionally and spiritually. It feed, it, you know, I found a way, as you pointed out earlier, of feeding myself um, so that it doesn't pull from me. I can, I can, I can find substance in it. But the save the whales thing was the first one in a long time that was mm-hmm. substantial enough that required a lot of intense, you know, the kind of intense focus I provide on on all of my professional engagements. And when I was done with it, I, I had perspective on it that I hadn't had before. And I'm still trying to unpack it. And I still don't quite understand why the crash happened or where that leaves me or where I go next. Um, so that's, that's something I'm still trying to unpack. And, you know, one theory says, you know, there's always post project blues to which I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I get that. I understand that. I don't think that's what this is. Because the thread of it, you know, the follow-up, the wanting to pick that story back up and start working with it again, um, it's not there. Oh, and maybe it'll return. But um, I don't have the fire in the belly to use that old saw. But, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's interesting that when in 2013, when the, the school spring started, on Twitter, the Swedish Skilderoran, yeah. you know, we ran it intensely for 13, 14, 15, then 16 kind, uh, you know, and then it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. At the height of it, I could not see not doing this. I could not see not being with these people in this high engagement you know, constant little messages and shared documents and, you know, just, it was, it was such a thrill and it was such a, a gift, you know, I've, I've learned so much. And then kind of watching my energy leave was just yeah, so, so yeah. interesting. And it wasn't just mine. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, we've given our hearts here, hearts and brains, I'd say, and bodies, you know, we had given it all, right? And yeah. just kind of feeling that it's run its course, you know? And you kind of go, but, oh, we've built this thing and it's a name and it's, and we, you know, we had set up a, a little organization for it and, and all of this stuff is like, what, do we just 
close it down? What about the website? What about <laughs> yeah, the, you know, what do happened? we do we find somebody else to take over? How do we how do we manage this 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 you know kid of ours? Um, you know, it just kind of fizzled down. I still my company pays for the website because I I personally want it to remain. Yeah. yeah um sure. So I think I still do that. Or if we maybe sorted it out. No, I think I still do that. It's like, you know, it's, I don't know what, it's not a lot of money, you know? Right. It's, I I don't think it's like $30 a year. You know, it's like, it's not an issue. But, but something, because there's so much good value if you, you know, if you, if you Google someone, who was involved, you'll find them and their, you know, writings and thoughts and stuff. And I, 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 I like that. I don't want to break the internet that way by kind of let's pull it out. Right. But, but it's, it's, I remember kind of the feeling of that. It's like, yeah. how can this thing that I, you know, it's like, I, because I had plan, you know, I, in my head, we were doing this, you know, for 10 years easily because there's, there's stuff to do, but it's just like, no, it's run its course. It's time. Right. 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 And, you, you know, there's, there's sadness and there's, you know, gratitude and there's a tinge of nostalgia and there's a, t you know, it's like, relief you know it's like it's it's all of those you know it's like a, a potpourri of, of of all sorts of conflicting emotions right right and it reminds me of the artist's life in the sense of you write a song and you're really heavily engaged with the song but then you write the next song yeah. and then the next one yeah. and the next one and it's the same way with it's the same way with uh, writing or painting or, you know, we, things that are easily identified in our culture as being a work product, you know, yeah. as a, as a kind of experience like that. The, the other thing that it reminds me of is the, is the story out of Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic about the, the poet who, um, who had the attitude that she was putting herself in the way of poems as they came along. And poems are always out there and they always need a way to express themselves in the world. And they're looking for agents, you know, and the, and the metaphor was marvelous because it was like the poem had its own, it, it, it's its own thing in the, in the, in the universe. Yeah. Yes. And it's, and it's searching for a host, you know, and it's looking. And if you're standing there with a, with a, uh, a notebook ready to transcribe the poem, then you are a candidate host, right? And so she tells the marvelous version of this story where the, the young poet that was, that was telling the story was she was out working in the yard or tending something far away from, you know, the kitchen table where the book was. And she saw the poem come over the horizon, panicked that she didn't have it in her apron or whatever. She ran back to the house, chasing the poem. The poem runs into the building and is on its way out the kitchen window when she grabs the book and she grabs the poem word by word, hauling it back, back in. in. Yeah. 
And, and she transcribes it in reverse order because that's the way it came back in through the window. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which to me just has stuck in my mind as, you know, several things that, that maybe a project like My Save the Whales or your, your piece about education is an idea that exists on its own. It's a, it, and, and it needs expression it needs to find its way and we in our in our journeys you know sort of intersected with it and we had we worked with it and we we served that idea and and gave it life um and that that uh uh, when that's done um we shake hands and Go oh, okay, and maybe maybe part of the experience that I'm having in real time has to do with, all right, let me clean this off. Let me take clean my you know pull all the stickies off the wall, bundle up the the files, package them neatly, respectfully, honorably, put them in a place where I can retrieve them again in the future if I need to, but then sort of cleanse the clear off my desk to receive the next one. And I would. You know, it's 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 a magnificent metaphor, and the story of the poet and the poem is great. I think this way of thoughts in general, you know, they're there. And then, you know, they pop into my head, and then there's like there's this row of of like a gazillion thoughts (laughs) waiting for this thought to leave so that the next one can come in, right? So if I get a thought that I cling to, you know, and it might be one that makes me thrill, it might be one that really doesn't. It might be one that I'm the loneliest person, I'm worthless, I'm a shit. Yes, 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 yes. If I cling to it, the other one might be the total opposite of that. You know, but it's not exactly. getting through. And I've noticed in when I do coach walks, it's kind you know, it it kind of becomes apparent there too that there's something that my client is in need of hearing. There's a thought waiting for her or him, right? And if me doing coach walks in a nature reserve here is one way to kind of, you know, open up so that the next thought in has an easier time to come. But now and again, stuck, 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 no matter that we're walking, that thought will pop into my head. And, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. what the f- No, I can't mm-hmm. say that. And I'll say, no, shoo you, off you go. Very and then, good, that's you know, exactly it. pops it. back in saying, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and I go... You know, I've gotten better at this. So it's like when that happens, I know, okay, here's yeah. something. Here's a thought that this person needs to hear. But it cannot, the thought cannot get into her or his head. So it'll take the next that's one right. there. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. And that's that's such a delightful um a delightful way to express the problem that that we face with the with what the AA community calls stinking thinking. It's persistent and it's obsessive and it's compulsive. You know, it's just, it's, it's just there. And the, the, and yeah. And the, and the business of self-awareness is, is the first moment where you have an opportunity to get something different happening there. 
And so, um, I, I had that experience a couple of weeks ago where I, that's exactly what I, did. I woke up Thursday morning. I think it was literally two weeks ago. And I said, Oh, oh God, it's crazy up here. Stop. She get the chip, chip. Just, I need some new thoughts. Can we get some fresh new thoughts in here, please? And that was a much better day. Yes. And literally that's all it took. And I'm amazed at that plasticity. You know, we're, we're getting, we're, we're getting the, the, the neuroscience and social sciences are starting to give us hard, um, empirical results from studies that say, yes, neuroplasticity is a thing. It's no longer a theory. And, and because technically speaking, ahead. that's where it's been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, um, uh, and, and so it's been the, it's been the, the, this behavior that you and I are talking about. The ability to, you know, free up the, 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 the logistics, let the trucks, let the trucks start yep. flowing again, yep. right? Yep. Um, that, that has been the province of those of us who've been willing to have an, have, have, have a mind that works like that, right? But, um, now the science has come. And it's available to all of us. And it starts with this business of, I think, uh, uh, of self-awareness. Yes, I'm stuck. I'm having a stuck thought. And then the next piece is some sort of a declaration that says, I'd like to not be stuck. Because it's one thing for me to pay attention to my stuckness. Sometimes that paying attention to the stuckness is no more than me not being able to change my own channel. It's and it's one of those. I really don't want you. I really don't want you. You're clinging on to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, yeah, but I can't leave because you're clinging on to me, right? It's that's like yeah, yeah. Right? Let go and say, hey. Right. I, I usually right. I I I do this thing where right. it's like if you get one of those thoughts, it's like, you know, they don't leave because you tell them to leave, but mm-hmm. you you can you can gently say. There's the door. I'll just be doing something else, you know, in the meanwhile. You don't have to make up the guest bedroom and cook a three-meal dinner (laughs) and, you know, engage in it and with it, right? You you don't have to do that. But what I was thinking when you said this thing about neuroplasticity and, and things being, you know, in movement, it's like we don't. It's like that applies to so much more than just thoughts. It's like emotions and thoughts, same thing. You know, it shifts constantly. But you look at people who, who you know, who are fit. It's like, then I should be fit always. No, you know, you can, you can have a day where if you haven't slept... You won't have as much energy, even though you right. usually run 10K in this amount of time. If you right. haven't slept, I haven't had my my food the way I've had. I've had a stomach bug. You know, it's like whatever it is or something has happened with the family or, you know, it's like it, we're, we're never, we're never static in that sense. It's like I, I says right. it a lot when I do my... Wim Hof breathing exercises, you know, breathe in and out 30 times, then exhale, hold my breath. I can be dying after 55 seconds. Other times I run two to 10 minutes without a problem. Right. It's like sleep, 
food. How long ago did I eat? You know, when did I eat last night before I went to bed? Because I usually do it in the morning. You know, there's so much that matters. So that plasticity is, is like, it's there. But yes. we think I should yes. be able to. And I can, I can notice I bike a lot. Right. So I kind of know my, let's say, I would say my, my normal kind of means, mean speed is 18 kilometers per hour or something, you know, right. around there. Now and again, I do 20, 22, no problems. Right. No problem. Yep. Yep. Other times I can be at 13 kilometers per hour and I'm busting my ass to get anywhere. And yes, I live close to the ocean. It can be windy, but I can, you know, if I take away that aspect, I still have this feeling of sometimes. Right, it's not the only, it's not the only thing. Precisely. You know, sometimes it's not the weather. It's me. It's like, I just right. don't have it in me today. It doesn't matter that I could yesterday, right? Today is another yeah. day. And just yeah. being a bit kind with that, being okay, you know. You, you hear a problem and you find 10 solutions, no problem. Next day you hear a problem and you go, I'm totally blank. Exactly. I can't come up with anything. Exactly there must right. be something wrong with me. No. That was the top of the hour with me. That was the top of the hour with me. I'm sort of, you know, spacing. Yeah. yeah. And what you're talking about to me is the skill. This is a skill. And it requires skill, building skills requires deliberate understanding of the mechanics, deliberate, um, repeated uh, effort to um, understand how to use that skill. And I think that, I think that the, you know, this is the skill of non-attachment. Yeah. The Buddhists would say this is, we're, we're discussing non-attachment and the attachment is specifically, and that's where I've always gotten um, sort of. Uh, tripped up with that language because it's often used in broad-based generalized terms. Um, and that's not terribly useful to me. And as a, as a sort of engineering, I have an engineering mind. I need specifics. I need to know attachment to what. And my progress comes when I differentiate these generalized terms for specific conditions. So, so give me an example. So um, uh, I'm stuck on this idea. Uh, or I'm, you know, yesterday I was able, to, my mind was flowing. If you'd got me on the phone yesterday, we would have, you know, traversed Gone the North somewhere. Pole by yeah. now, right? right. Um, but today you caught me in my first 30 minutes felt like rambling to me. Because uh, I was trying to, was trying to figure, figure things, things out. So the attachment is, um, I'm supposed to always be traveling. I'm supposed to always be going on. And if I am not, then, you know, there's something yeah. not quite yeah. right. And the expression in this conversation, it would be interesting to watch this. It's cool that we're recording because it'll be interesting for me to watch this segment to see how I present during that cycle. Because the emotional experience I was having was one of, oh, crap, what do I say? Where do I go now? It's not, it's not the self-recrimination. It's not the self-doubt. It's not the shame that used to run me. But now it's kind of like, uh-oh, I'm supposed to participate. What do I do? And so it's a bit of a scramble. But the, but the skill is, the skill is around the attachment that 
right, I'm supposed to know what to do. I'm supposed to have come prepared. I'm supposed to have had 30 minutes of meditation and sort of cast about <laughs> about the kinds of things I might want to talk about that would be interesting to you and whoever else is listening. Letting go of all of that. That, 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 that this is the whole point of this communication that you and I are having is that we're kind of going through the experience of being people with minds that are very busy. And we love that. Both of us clearly enjoy just being able to range through the marvel of ideas. It feels like you know, taking hikes all over these really interesting parks and coastlands and mountain ranges and, you know, cultural experiences just to have this conversation because we are touching on all these things. And if I can keep my mind available for that, then that keeps the, that keeps the backlog of, oh no, you're supposed to come prepared. Mm. Take that thought. Mm. You know, stamp the passport, get them through so that the other thoughts can start coming. That's so, a skill. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting. These, so this, I think, is the 15th that I'm recording. So it's the fourth one with you and me. And wow. Um, one of them, I, I recorded one with Allison on Monday. And we'd been in a conversation, a non-recorded conversation, because we have those too, um, where something had come up and we were, you know, we were touching on it a little bit. And I'd asked, you know, should could we talk about this on the show? Because it pertained to her being on the show and not and really not liking it once it's out there. Yeah. Uh, so that was the one time in 15 where I actually had some type of semblance of an idea of what we might at least start yeah. with. That's the right. one time I have not. So if you don't come prepared, well, I don't come prepared. You know, it's like it, 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 it isn't that. This isn't no, it's not. that. That's not right. And I right. love that we're talking about this because I wonder if, you know, I wonder if people, do they pick up on that? Has that been clear enough for people that, you know, it's not as if we've got this like Google Doc going, we're yeah. running, you know, we do yeah. the top five mm. topics every time or it's like, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Right. Right, right. And, and, and the thing that I love about it is that there is, there is demonstrable value in this. Yeah. And we have been driven. I mean, all the work that I've done to try to figure out, okay, what am I going to write? What am I going to draw? What's my voice? What, you know, what am I going to play? What am I going to, you know, what am I going to build has been centered around, you know, what's your value? What's the ROI? You know, some of it's really harsh. It's like, you know, what's ROI? But the, but, 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 but the, but, but even just introducing that idea into that sort of brings this sort of atmosphere that, well, you, you, you can't really move forward until you can explain why it's necessary. And I'm like, mm, I'm not talking about that anymore. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm not doing that because that's not where I come from. That's not the basis of curiosity. No. That's what this is. This is, yeah. this is, 
oh, there's something over there. Oh, let's go over there, you know? Or And there's a bit of a free association. It's not so much... Um, I keep coming up with the word Calais. I keep coming up with the, the location in France where they're, they're doing the border crossings, you know, and the, and the trucks line up to go through the channel. And, and, you know, we have them in Canada and Tijuana and, you know, all, all over the place. And, and, and I think about the thoughts just stacking up there and you, you, you can't come into my mind or into our conversation unless you've got the past. And the past was the thing that got in the Google doc. And I'm like, no, no. No, I have faith that I'm going to come up with things that are just like, Ooh, yeah. you know, just like yeah. you are. And, yeah. and, yeah. and that's, that's what's happening here. Now, if we have a very specific topic, if we wanted to talk about the pros and cons of, you know, door layouts in workflows, you know, we could probably, we, we you and I could probably run five you and minutes I could do that. <laughs> of really focused conversation, but you and I would then like be planting these little tendrils for other things that are just as fascating. Yes. Yes. And, you know, yeah, that, would blow, blow that would blow the anyway. whole point. Yeah, <laughs> it would, it blow, would blow up anyway. Go ahead. The, the, the other the other thing that, that that came to mind about this being a skill, the skill of non-attachment, right, uh, is that on any given day, it's, it's the notion of on any given day. And I think there was a movie that was made about American football at some point that, that was titled that. And uh, I never watched the movie. I've never known what it was about what it was actually about, but the summary has always intrigued me, which is that, um, and I, I play golf. So I, I also have this experience in golf is that some days I, you know, I always bring the same clubs. I often play the same course. I, uh, I have the same skill set I had last time I was here and today I can't hit a thing. No. Uh, last week I nailed it and and that's the life lesson too, that yeah. some days I am attached and I can't get unattached. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's like a storm blowing through. Give it some time. Yeah. You know, maybe I should precisely. issue like a, a national weather alert that says, yeah, hey, warning, warning, don't stuck. come close to Frank right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't expect much from Frank at the moment. It's yeah. just kind yeah. of stuck. And being... You know, it's like, here's the interesting thing about this is important, you know, because we are human beings. Whether or not I'm a mom, I'm a girlfriend, wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sibling, I'm a neighbor, I'm a colleague, I'm a boss, I'm the president, you know, regardless, I am human. This will happen. Then there's the professional aspect to that, which also is valid. And this is one of those both and thoughts, I would say. If I work with, let's say I'm a kindergarten teacher, or I work taking care of elderly people in a dementia home. If I have one of those days, mm -mm, I cannot, I must not let that impact the, the work that I'm doing, because I right. am with other people who are dependent on me, and I have right. to be professional. If I cannot, I have to call in sick. 
I have to say, I cannot do this today and take my responsibility if I cannot. So right. this is one of those which I think is really, really important. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a floor for your performance. I mean, that's precisely. the difference. That's that's precisely. the difference between a professional and a non-professional. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, I've you know, my, the, I'm I'm fortunate in the sense that the clients that I work with. What, the way they consider my work is, is that, you know, on my bad day, when I'm on my floor, they're like your stuff outstrips what other people, you know, that we've engaged or the other options we have, you know, your, your work is ahead of that. And so it's fine for us, but we love it when you're on fire. So, you know, and that's, and that's, you know, that that's worth a lot to me. You know, I get one of those comments every few years. And that's, that just keeps me going. But I, I agree, I agree with you. There's in the professional environments, there is a floor. And the thing about systems that I love is that the, the system helps me maintain the floor or raise the floor so that even on my rough days, um, when my, when my brain isn't popping there, I have, I, I can take the assignment I have for that day or for those few hours and I can make substantial progress. Because I can go, I, you know, I, I can go a little mechanical and just go, uh, just I'm going to check that box, check yeah, that box. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And, you know, I have, I've had days where it's like, it just ain't happening. And there's no deadline. There's no meeting I have to prepare for that starts in five minutes. You know, yeah. I, I can plonk down in the sofa, watch Netflix. Tomorrow yes. is a new day. Yes. You know, yes. so, so again, being, you know, able to yes. dance with that, but it's also interesting, I think, because, you know, if, if somebody comes to work and they're having a, a shitty year, you know, it's like divorce is in the air or somebody's getting, gotten a, um, you know, a disease, you know, a diagnosis or, or whatever. If they come to me, if you were that person, you come to work and I go, oh no, Frank, I heard, I'm so sorry. Then I'm fucking putting puncture marks in your floor, right? Mm -hmm. I'm effectively opening a, a hatch there so you just drop down, right? right? It's like, so that's right. not okay either. You know, not yeah. pretend like nothing's happened, but I don't have to make it harder for you because That's if right. you're in that position, the hard stuff, it's at home. When I come to work, sure right. I can go into my professional role. Thank God I That's have right. my systems. Right. I exactly have right. the, the, the way exactly of right. being that makes me feel like, oh, I'm still providing some value regardless of the shit that's going on in my life. Right? That's so exactly right. That's exactly so right. It's so interesting how this is. I don't think we think or talk enough about this. People don't yeah. you know, really, you know, it's like, well, of course you're allowed to have a bad day at work. Well, yes, and no, I would say. <laughs> like you say, there is a floor. If you're beneath that floor yeah. level, stay away, my friend. There's a, there's a, um, uh, um, there's a marvelous show that I, that I'm a, um, I'm a fan of that, that I've watched relentlessly because there's only 13 episodes called Firefly. And, uh, it was written by Joss Whedon, who, uh, in, in, he wrote Buffy and the Vampire Slayer. That's, that's how he got the, and, or he produced it. I don't know if he wrote it, but he produced it. 
when that's where he gets started. But he, he, he has then gone on to produce a lot of the Marvel world um, stuff. But Firefly is this really intriguing, you know, they, they were only, they had half a season and then they made a movie. And the writing was so powerful and so concentrated around so many of these ideas. And one of the, one of the scenes, um, uh, one of the characters, somebody who's beloved to one of the characters has fallen in some, you know, bad space. And our, our, you know, our, our character who this happens to is falling apart and is emotionally falling apart in that moment. But there's some emergent need on the, you know, elsewhere. And uh, in this particular scene, there's a, there's a, you know, captain of a ship and he, he grabs the guy by the lapels and says, you know, cause the guy's falling apart. He grabs him by the lapels and says, you go and you do X, Y, and Z. And one of the other characters looks at the captain, like, you know, it's a horror. And later, I don't think it's that episode, but it might be a couple more episodes later. There's a repeat of that. And the captain unpacks it as, when people are down, they need something to do so that they can process this. They idle. There's a time to be idle in the middle of those things so that you can catch your breath. And there's a time when you have to be actively engaged in the world as a healthy way to recover from this, or at least to move through the next sequence of whatever it is. And that was so powerful to me. And it, 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 it to me, it legitimized um, the way in which I sometimes work, which is that if I'm having a rough time, I, I will absolutely dive into my work. And, and uh, yeah, I have a rough time those first hour or two or three to like reacquire and to get the groove. And it's not like, you know, I'm feeling great kind of experience, but it's also one of those experiences where I'm often re- coming out of it, having a different perspective on what happened. I'm out of the shock of whatever happened. And I, I'm, I'm able to move on to whatever that next stage is. So I think that that's an incredibly powerful insight that you've got going with that. And uh, that, that, that it's a real service to coworkers to be able to hear their experience and say, yep, all right, now I need X, Y, and Z or... You know, I, I, I I will, I will join you in, in, you know, completing this and, you know, how do we, how do we get through this next, next stage? And it's not a cruelty. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not a denial. It's not a deferment. It's, it's part of the healing process. And I think it takes some discernment to try to understand, you know, when somebody needs a break and when they don't, because they're, Mm because burnout's real too. Precisely. So now, and again, it is Okay. We're yeah. going to send you home, right? Yeah, yeah, because you yeah. can't even maintain your floor. No, that's no, precisely. Yeah, that's precisely. yeah. That's when yeah. we do that piece, and so I think, I, and and I agree with you. We don't talk about it. And we don't talk about what that pacing needs to look like. And and I, I I know in in our culture here, particularly over the last thirty years or so, part of the shift that's happened is because there's been this kind of shift of you know, uh, the, the safety net has shifted from sort of government and corporate sort of working together as to provide a safety net for me. Um, it's become much more individualized. And so I spend, I spend less time now worrying about it, but I still, it's a daily concern of, 
I always have my eye on the contingencies. Um, I get a call. I, I, I can, and it's happened to me. I can get a call from both of my big contracts that says, sorry, got to make a shift, make a change. And I still have to tend to my safety net. And, um, and that preoccupies a lot of my time and energy and trying to, and so some of the conversation that happens, uh, in my working space, my working community is, is the sustainability of the kinds of projects I take on the sustainability of my, um, my practice and, uh, you know, getting enough assignments that I've got as kind of diversification in my financial piece so that I'm not constantly panicked. And that's the, that's what the burnout does is that, is that I, you know, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running because I'm panicked that I don't have the safety net and I need to get to a place where I have the safety net. So is that a, is that like a, you know, the, the bucket of gold at the end of the rainbow type of thing you're chasing, 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 you never get there or is it, oh, I, I see. know what it is. Um, and I have it, but you don't think that you have it? Is it like... Well, so, right. So, so you know, um, whether you're starting a career here um, or you're starting your own business, which is not too different than starting your career in a lot of ways, as you well know, um, there's a number. You know, there's an, there's an annual earnings number that has to be in place to pay for the retirement, to pay for the, the health insurance, to pay for the room and board. And, you know, if, if you can get all that squared away, then, you know, what does continuing education look like? And then once all that survival stuff is taken care of, what is available, uh, in terms of mostly time for me for restoration, for, uh, for growth, for maintaining the psychological, you know, foundation because this is just survival stuff you know but for strong psychology for strong long-term performance i need to have more than just the survival stuff i've got to find a way to thrive and that gets to my morale and that gets to the way my psychology works and the fact that i need to interact with somebody who enjoys ranging across mental associations because it feeds me And, you know, when I'm working the checklist for the projects, you know, that is not ranging. That is professionalism. We have to address these, you know. This is to be done. Are we fencing the perimeter of this facility or are we not? That's a yes and no question. We've got some, we've got some um, solid, substantial evaluation work to be done and we will work that problem. That's different than what I'm talking about. That is, you know, um, you know, the conversation about why we have fencing, but even more, you know, um, what is the psychology? Why these are the kinds of subjects that invigorate me and and keep me going. And then everybody has their own personal list of, you know, what, what they're going through, but we have to, we have to find a way to identify our burnout 
to be and then be able to practice the self-regulation that each of us is expected to bring to the table to be professionals. I have I shouldn't I shouldn't have to be told by my colleagues you need to take a day off. No. It can happen occasionally when things are really extreme. But I should be able to regulate and to and to bring to the table and say, I'm calling in. I can't, you know, today's not a good day for me. And yes, on those days when I don't have a meeting to prep for, I don't have a deliverable due uh, tomorrow morning, then um, yeah, if I need to regulate, I'm going to regulate and however that goes. Um, and my clients expect that. They ex- because when I'm on the job, they need me on the job. And the, the real safety net for me has turned into that when I'm on the job, I'm not performing at my floor. I'm not performing at my ceiling uh, because I can't sustain that. I have, I bump up against it. Yeah. Right. But there's this, there's this upper area, hmm. you know, that I'm aloft and I'm flexible and I am, you know, I'm getting the job done. And, and that's, that's the space that needs to be maintained, and that's after survival. Um, and and I think that that it, it doesn't matter what jobs you're doing. It doesn't really matter because you're a human being, and that and that's you have to tend to that. That's the tending of this machinery. Really. But it's so interesting because, like, I am not an anxious person. I'm not prone to being anxious. It's like, I don't, I don't no, go no. there. I, I have been prone to being extremely harsh towards myself, but yeah. that is just me beating myself up. It's not me turning into, you know, I don't go anxious because of that. I go really sore, uh, right? But, but not anxious. So, I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. There's there's probably, I would say, also a cultural aspect to this. You're in the U.S., I'm in Sweden. We have a social security system that, even though it's not what it was with bunny ears, um, it's still there. It still exists. You yeah. know, if I'm, yeah. I, if I'm out, regardless of the fact that I actually do have, you know, um, various types of insurances for to cover my salary for X months if something happens and you know this and that. Mm-hmm. There's also I can go to the to the to the municipality to the social, you know, the welfare office or whatever it would be called and say, hey, I cannot pay the rent or I don't have money for food. And I will get help. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but I'll survive. Right, right. Right. Um Right. And the U.S. is a, you know, it's a different creature. Let's put it that way. Right, it's it a sure different is. creature to a, you know, in in ways that I don't think um, always is for the better. Let's put it that way, very diplomatically. Um, <laughs> right. But right. But it's like still, you know, I had. Two years ago, I had one of those, oh, shit, oops. I had probably gone half a year or a year too long without really stepping into my business, really making sure that there was at least enough 
in to cover what went out. So, yeah. you know, I was kind of munching at, uh, at what I had in store without it being winter. You know, I should have right, been right, right, putting stuff into right. the storage rather than right. taking out from it. Um, so that gave me one of those, oh, time. <laughs> yeah. You know, snap to attention, lady, because you need yeah. to. And yeah. all of a sudden, I go really creative. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like... Exactly. Yes. It, it, it's just amazing to see what happens, yeah. what happened yeah. to me, both work-wise, you know, with my company, but also my personal finances. Because, you know, I can't take whatever I want out of the company because it's, you know, it's a, a, a public or it's a... It's a it's like a limited right, right, corporation, right? right. right? But right. but it's like, you know, how do I sort this? So I could go, I went three or four months without taking any pay from the company. Mm -hmm. Even though I had basically emptied all of my personal accounts to uh, pay for a coach that I wanted. You know, it's like convoluted, but I make it happen, you know, right. somehow right. in one of those instances, I rise to the occasion, I get whatever needs to get done, done. It's like, I can look at this and see, man, that's a great skill to have, you know, when the shit hits the fan, I'm there. I, I, right. I will sort it right. out, right? And man, that's dumb, Helena. You know, you shouldn't have left, you know, you should, it's like fine to take a little yeah, bit exactly, out of the story exactly. for a little yeah. while, but you did that yeah. too long. You should have had more, you know, checks in place to make sure that, yeah, you know, and it's, again, it's one of those both and, yeah, I didn't, yeah. okay, I can learn so that I don't do that again, Right? Exactly right. But, that's, that's but, exactly but I right. don't, so I didn't snap to attention out of this, like coming at it from an anxious standpoint, but rather, oops, shit. <laughs> you know, I need to right. do something here. Um, and I... Gentle with an edge. That's exactly <laughs> what that was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's it's like I can... I can look at these things and I can go, huh, yeah, I do live that way. You know? Yes. I mess yes. up. I'm dumb as a post yes. now and again. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I did. Okay. How can I sort it out? You know? Exactly. I don't need to punish myself for it. I don't need to get anxious for what if I do it again? It's like, no, right. I'll deal with it. Right. Um, right. And that's, and that, and, and that, this to me is the art of life in this era. Is that, you know, we have the, we have the, we have a certain mobility available to us where we can, you know, learn, we, we, we can, we can make decisions as we please, literally. Um, for the most part, you know, we can, we can do that. And, and the, the problem with that, that, or the thing that comes along with that is that we do have to make those judgment calls yeah. 
And there's certain judgment calls that have to be made where getting super good at them requires cycle time, requires a little training. The financial management of a small firm is one of those things. Requires cycle time and and that means that you're going to make a bunch of bad judgments. You're going to make a bunch of bad calls. You're going to have to recover from it because the emotional response isn't quite there in a timely fashion because the mortgage is due on the 30th of every month and that's out of sync with the emotional response and contract flow, you know, and when I get, and so all these things have to happen. It just takes cycle time. And, you know, the, a lot of the fundamentals of the, of, of the education around this, you know, I acquired relatively young. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a particularly specialized or challenging problem if you've got high school math, um, to work through. But it's, it's, uh, it's particularly complicated when it comes to how I treat myself emotionally. And, you know, working that ethic out and, you know, not only being seen as somebody who's responsible and capable, but actually being responsible and actually being capable. And that means that I'm going to make, make judgment calls and sometimes they're wrong. And my first task is to go, Oh, you know, yeah. and hopefully, yeah. and, and hopefully with enough of that, I can say, Oh, with a little amusement, mm-hmm. knowing that that amusement is not disrespectful of my my commitment to be responsible. You know, I'm not being smart alecky by saying, Oh God, I screwed that up. You know, like I'm not going to fix it. It's, it's it's being gentle with me. And I screwed it up. Let's try not to have that happen again and see what happens. And that's, you know, that's the kind of parent that I want to be. And it's the kind of way in which I'd like to be parented. It's how I'd like, you know, people around me who I'm working with to treat me when I misstep. Because I do. And, you know, there's nothing more lonely than misstepping or succeeding by yourself with nobody acknowledging either one of them. True, true. And, and, And going, that's on me. Like, regardless what it was, I was speaking to somebody about my, it was probably Allison, that episode. Um, you know, two and a half thousand plus blog posts. There's a lot of blog posts that are crap, you know, (laughs) there is, but I don't cull it. I don't remove them. I don't feel the need to curate that aspect of, of, of my work. Um, you know, it's rather on me. Yeah. I wrote that post It's shit, but you know, it's still, it was me. And, and I stand for doing it, not necessarily what it is now, looking back, going, hmm, yeah, I could have done better, but I did it. I did what yeah. I did. I don't, I don't surrender that responsibility. I don't give that agency away because that's really what it is, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. it was me. You know, I did good. I did really bad. But it was me. Both of those was me. Both of those was me. That's absolutely right. And you know the the con- and again, you know, we, I, I I feel an obligation to say that my contract with with uh, with my clients is that there's a range. 
you know, but my range as a human being is a little different. And so, you know, again, it helps for me, it's, it, it helps, it helps to be specific about, about this because I, I work with people a lot over here mm-hmm. and I, I thoroughly enjoy in the human range in the human range. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's one of the things about, about, uh, you know, the, the, the experience that we're having in Akimbo that means so much to me is because we are, we are working with each other more here than we are here. And, um, that's incredibly valuable. It's, it's meant so much for me to self-regulate and to moderate my burnout, but it's also given me this, this, this momentum around looking forward. And I think that's the other thing that's been really powerful about this particular, this particular version of me looking forward is because it feels a lot richer now. Um, because I know that the answer to the question of what would I do with that extra 500 hours looks an awful lot like, well, I'm going to be taking an akimbo class or I'm going to be working on some project with you or Allison um, or Caspian where it is this effort that's going to maybe run 500 hours over the course of six months um, where we come together several times a week or several times a month and we are or writing or doing whatever it is or painting or whatever it is we're doing to accomplish some specific objective that we know from the start is kind of fuzzy, but we know it has emotional value to us. And, 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 and we have faith that that emotional labor that we are putting out is valuable to others on its face. Revenue generation, money generation is off the table as a consideration about whether or not this thing gets, gets pursued. And I am, I am, one thing is clear since the time that I was 10, 11, or 12 about one thing there, actually two things there have, have stayed the same about what I want to do with my time. And that is, be experimental, take risks, um, follow the curiosity, follow the, follow the science where it might go, regardless of whether or not it has uh, an obvious application in this moment or obvious application for others. Because the very act of investigating and pursuing those things is in and of itself valuable to my spirit, but also to those who may observe what's happening. And that is absolutely, um, my best work comes from there. Always. Always. And even when I'm in professional engagements, I will always dedicate a certain period of that time. Um, it doesn't always get built, but, you know, I'm trying to build a scatter plot for some such thing or whatever. And so I'm tinkering with, well, what can Excel do out of the box? And what do I write up with code? And can I go over to the web and play? And I spend, you know, some time in the off hours experimenting with JavaScript code and, and libraries and trying, you know, all that stuff. Sometimes it never lands on the page to the client because the client didn't want it, didn't ask for it, doesn't need it for what it is that they're getting it done. But it does juice the project because I'm juiced and I can come to the table and be much clearer with them and they can get much clearer with themselves about what they need when they need it. And so that's, 
you know, me doing the exact thing that I just said, you know, isn't necessary. But my point is that I need personally to have good sized blocks of time dedicated for me to do nothing but sort of open-ended investigation of something. And that's how I'm self-regulating. That's how I'm, that's how I'm managing the anxiety that I do experience. Um, and it is the promise that I made to stop the self-criticism because that's, that's how the self-criticism also shows up after, after a while, the, the anxiety gives way because it's, it's exhausting to just recrimination. Hmm. And, um, and that's, that's, that's a brutal place to be. And, you know, if, 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 if whoever's, you know, coming to your, your site to, to watch, if there's one thing I'd want to say is it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, you don't have to live in that way. And I had a coaching client evaluate where um, we're, we're wrapping up after a, a, a year. And her fascination that even though we don't do what's the goal, what are the sub-goals, how do we get there, you know, and, and keep tabs of stuff that way. My coaching doesn't work like that. It's much more organic. She was like, man, you know, what we accomplish, what, what she's learned, what happens. She says, it's just amazing. And she says, it's an organic process. It, it, it evolves, you know. And I was thinking, oh, man, I should do some more goal stuff. <laughs> and she said, I didn't say it. I just thought it. And then she said, I want to bring this way of being into other arenas in my life. You know, because, man, what, what gets possible is beyond what you can kind of think. That's right out from this very narrow That's space right. of you have to figure it out That's now. Right. I don't have access to everything that I need to be able to do that. But given time and pace and energy and rest, you know, all of that, it will come. Um, so That's that right. made me like, whew, pew, I, you know, yes, mission accomplished. I did, I did. We did good work together, right? Yes. Um, yes. Because that's what that's what she needed at the time, and that's what I can provide. You know, I'm yes. not the coach for everybody, and probably not for her either. In a different setting, where she has need of something else, but here, right. perfect two needs coming together. That's right. It that's, matches. That's, that, uh, that's right. right. That's right. And and you're in between. You're in that space in between acute um, psychotherapy um, need, you know, where there's, where there's a clear need to talk to a, a therapist about specific 
incidents and trauma and and the kind of things that you, you you're you're and and just a little bit of uh, sort of the physical therapy version of that that comes out. And there's this really wide space between that and um, maintaining that floor of performance in workspace, but also in just living life in a way that you're like, oh, you can fucking breathe and live, you know, and that is the realm of coaching. And then beyond that, there's peak performance coaching. You know, there's, there's stuff where, yes, then you start to get more specific and you start to say things like, you know, I want to be running a marathon in 12 months. How do I get there? Okay. ABC. It's an experiment still. It's kind of, we have an organic dimension that, that, you know, we're going to experiment, get some data, see how it goes. And so, and we'll adjust as we go. That's not what you're talking about. You're talking about having foundational respect for the fact that she knows and the others who you coach, they know their answers. And it is up to them to determine those answers. Your job and the way I see my job in, in being a friend or being a sponsor in the 12-step world or being um, a, um, a fellow addict in recovery um, is to hold the space and to ask the questions and to... And to bring other possibilities. Sometimes those possibilities are my own personal experience. Sometimes there are, oh, we just watched an episode of whatever. Wow. What do you think of that? What's that about? You know, and just it's the, it's the ranging conversation. It's that, or, you know, that, that, that we didn't organize this talk uh, or the other three or the fifth that's coming. It's, 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 it's that. My brain is full of conversations at the moment and I need them exhausted somehow to get some clarity and to build something for today. And you are respecting that and you build, you're building a practice around that. And that's, that's a, it's a space that, that, that for me is hard to describe. It takes some time to get into the context and the conversation to understand that I can, you know, to say that, but it's not a headline, <laughs> but you know, um, that's that's what I'm getting from from uh, that th- that's the beauty of the way that you're approaching your coaching practice. Um, and it's it's interesting because when you were talking before, I was thinking people have a need to to be of service. You know, we mm-hmm. need to we need to make a difference and making a difference can be sweeping the 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 sidewalk it can mean you know doing the laundry or hanging it for my kid or it can mean cooking dinner it can mean going in and being the big boss at work it can mean you know it's like it can there's there's it's not you have to have a job Yes. To be able to provide right. value. Everybody That's can right. do this. If it is me right. smiling at somebody on the bus, shit, I can provide value, right? Yes, you so, bet. So value worth this thing, we have kind of, you know, constricted it down. It's like it's this anorectic thing that <sighs> only has value if there's money related to it somehow you have to squeeze it to get the money out then there's value it's like no bullshit there's so much more right 
Right, right, right. And in this that that feels which which you've which you've hinted at and sort of got us got my head onto is that we are conflating self-worth with the terminology, the highly specialized terminology of financial markets. Yes. And that needs to be just broken. That that's you know, the, yeah. there, those, that terminology in that space has very specific meaning, just like stress and strain has a very specific meaning in material science and engineering. Yes. You know, precisely, but precisely. in, <laughs> but in, but in, you know, the way that we're talking casually, it means something completely different. Yeah. And, and I can't conflate that because I will go into the shame spiral. You know, and that's, and the, there's a major mental health crisis happening here in this country because, because when people go unemployed, right, without pay, then they cannot, and, and they, they don't have unemployment benefits. They can't provide for their families. They can't provide for themselves. And that hits an identity thing that is irreconcilable with shame. And it, and that's just, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's 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 a cruel way to operate when we have the capital flows we have. You know? Yeah, and, and you know, it's like my my um I have somebody in my family who retired um, fifteen years ago, thirteen years ago, possibly, thirteen years ago, I think. who had low self-esteem, low, a low sense of self-worth while working, but still, you know, knowing that she did a good job at work, and she did. When she retired, bam, you know, her, what, what little self-worth she had was so tightly connected to her being at work, getting paid to do the job. That's right. That's right. right. So it just, you just pull the plug and, and you end up with this like withered, withered soul of, of like somehow desperately trying to find some way, but not really believing that she could, that there was any way That's... to. Right. My father. Oh. Yeah. My father, my father, uh, retired from the U.S. Navy after a 30 year career at age 54. He immediately took a job in the private sector. Um, and he was eligible for retirement at age 65, but he worked until he was 78. And he retired in January of 2007. And by Ash Wednesday, four weeks later, he was dead. He'd had a heart attack while driving a car and the complications from that. Um, and as I've been looking out and trying to decide, you know, what does my cash flow look like, assuming a handful of things, which is what all of our financial planning does, then there will come a point, and I, you know, if I get super lucky financially, it could happen in 10 years. If I have to grind it out, it could be another 20. Um, but at some point in those windows, somehow there's going to come a point where, um, I'm working in part because I want to work. And what's really clear to me at this point is that I'll be doing something engaging 
for clients till the day I'm done. Yeah. Till the day I'm done. Now, you know, is does retirement for me look like I'm only working 500 hours a year? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but the point is that there's a certain vitality in that that's super important. And, and the business is, I love what you were saying about service and value and worthiness um, for pay is one thing. But there's this, and it's back to this, you know, it's, it's this versus this. And it's this has to be mastered. Yeah. Otherwise, human, the human range. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I mean, I've lived in this where this is the whole game, and oh, <sighs> and 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 that and it's it's interesting because it's like there are so many ways that we as humans and and that this person too can and and am capable of being that you know providing value being someone just by just by being yeah you know just so, by being precisely right but yeah also making sure that there's there's i mean it's not uncommon what you say about your father you know this right. thing people work 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 yeah. work retire die um, yep. and some of them adventure saying is because work is the only life they have and right. that's not what I want to, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of doing the opposite, right? It's like, <laughs> there's life. And then right. in that, there's right. some stuff right. that pays and some that don't, right? But, but it's yeah. like, it's the life I'm after. I'm not after the work. Yes. But I'm after yes. being, you know, feeling that I make a difference, knowing yes. that I make a difference and, and, yes. and acting on that and being aware that my eyes can make a difference. My smile can make a difference. I don't have to write a 10-page standard operating procedure to be of value and service, right? No, that's for sure. So That's for sure. Like, and I, I, I guess this is maybe to, to kind of throw it back to this question, of, you know, what do I want my next 10 years to be? It's like, where's the life in my life? Yes. You know? What a beautiful, beautiful question. That's exactly it. And I I can ask that question of me and thrive in it because I have learned how to do gentle with an edge. Yes. If I had asked myself that question 20 years ago, that would have been like walking, you know, in, you know, being beaten up by people with, you know, sticks and stones. And, you know, it's like, because I could have really damaged myself by asking that question and going all critical, going all like. That's right. That's right. That's right. Vitriolic on myself, you know, just going. Yes. Totally just cutting myself to pieces because there's yes. so little life in my life, right? Yes. So it, it's like, please, everybody out there, you know, be careful with this because if you, if yes. you are stuck in that epidemic of harshness, 
asking a question like that, you can you can severely <laughs> cut yourself to pieces, and that's not the point yeah. of it. Yeah, right, right, and, right. And, and and I also think that that's the that's the that's the flip side of having respect for other people having their own answers. Is that sometimes the answers that they're giving themselves aren't aren't what we're talking about, and the answers that they're giving themselves is, are harmful, and that the help they need isn't necessarily therapeutic in that acute sense. It's therapeutic in the sense of okay, now that you understand the therapeutic side of this that there is damaging self-talk, that sometimes those trucks that are waiting for, you know, that are waiting in line, those thought trucks that are sitting there and they're stuck at the at, at the border crossing, yep. they've got explosives in them. Yep. You know, some of and them do. Because some of them do. Yeah. And and it's really important to understand the the uh the pathway of a narrative. And, uh, the, um, what is it that, uh, psychological method, EBT, uh, dialectical. Behavioral therapy? Behavioral therapy? There's, right, there's, there's cognitive behavioral therapy and there's dialectical behavioral therapy. And both of them, both of them take a look at the difference between thoughts, feelings, and actions. And that, and then that there's that there's a chain there. There's and then there's stimulus there that comes in, and there's a chain. And that the slowest and hardest thing to 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 shift is the feeling piece. So it's sort of broad and nebulous and really powerful. But then the thinking piece you have way more control over it than you think, right? Or than is commonly discussed. And so paying attention to the origin thought. I've had, I've had such vivid moments where, where I've had a thought that's really toxic and then I've expressed it. And as soon as I expressed it, everything exploded for me. Now, did it do damage for others? Yes. But, and, and, and those experiences are so powerful to me that I'm like, I'm really cautious now about what's happening back here. What are those first thoughts? What are those first beliefs that underlie those thoughts? And some of the work that you've discussed off and on over the last, about the work you've been doing the last year or so, I've started to get at that. And I think that that's, that's, there's this hidden world. It's this, it's, it's the unconscious or the habitual or the, or the go-to thinking patterns that we're after to shift. And the first task is, is to map it. You know, Observe what it, was that outside it. stimulation and how far upstream mm-hmm. in your thing, you know, between your response, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, uh, Stephen Covey, the, you know, self-help guy here in the States, mm-hmm. uh, wrote about the gap between stimulus and response, and response. Yeah. which I love. I thought that that, that was such a, su- such a, um, specific and useful picture for me to understand that yes when i receive this information i have this response can i intercept that can i create a larger space between that intellectually or mentally so that i can intervene and change and that that is the territory that is the context and the scope for personal growth 
And so in that, you found your harshness. Harshness In that, I found my overthinking. Maybe I think you probably suffer from that too. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I so I don't think that was just mine. Gave me yeah. up. <laughs> but, but, the, but the anxiety, that's where I found my anxieties. And that's where I found my, my compulsions and my obsessions was in that space. And that's where all the work has been done, you know. And then, um, I think we talked about, uh, 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 Byron Katie's, the work, yeah. which, which interrogates, you know, that, that there's just the four questions, which are get at that exact same space. Yeah. How do you know that's true? How would you prove that it's true? And how would you change your behavior, your thinking and your feelings if it were different? It wasn't. Yeah. And, um, this is, this is, and have you had the experience where you've like worked that problem to like, and it feels like a sponge or a, a wet towel that you've just wrung and you've wrung and you've wrung and you've wrung and then it's done and you can't talk about it anymore. It's kind of like, you know, the experience after a project or something like that. And then, you know, you just got to let it rest mm-hmm. and do as much as you can now. And then the next time come back to it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's funny. I'm, I um the the deep dive into shame that I'm doing with with Dominic with um the process oriented therapy. So we started sometime in we had one session in July or August last year and then we had one more session and then we kind of started and so I've been basically doing uh a session every week. And we did the first 15 and then it was like, okay, another 15. And, and the, the 15th was up. Um, yeah, this last week, this week. Oh, wow. Whatever, right? Wow. So it's like, and I was thinking, um, okay, maybe it's time to, you know, it's summer, let's, let's pick it up in, in, in the fall again. And and Dominic he he contacted me and said you know we're we're coming up on on the fifteenth so the thirtieth session right um, tell me what you want to do you know it's like do you want to continue do you want to take a pause do you want to shift so it's not as often or want to do more often or you know do you want to stop um, and I was like well what's your professional call here you know and he you know he, we were talking about it. And it's like, well, there's like you can you can rationalize any of those. There's you know good reasons and bad reasons for for all of them basically. But what was so apparent to me was this fact that not a session goes by without me really just you know another one and another one. It's like it's such a that's right. I'm still, so, I mean, there's been a few sessions that have been just, you were in that, when I had that, the, the earth shattering one in February, I think, because that was on a Tuesday and on the Wednesday, I logged onto a writer's club call and you were there. Yeah. You know, that one was in magnitude, the big one, right? I've had much, much smaller ones. But there's been a magnitude, 
You right, know, right. none of them have been like, okay, right. flat line. Um, so I just saw that, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not, you know, there's a momentum here. I want to keep it going. Right. Right, right. And, and and one of the powerful expectations that gets adjusted quickly in recovery, for instance, which is a pretty structured, you know, if you'll take it up, it's a, it's a very structured way to handle this uh, particular collection of problems is that, you know, this is a, this is a lifetime practice. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't a, you know, come in, get your, uh, get your, you know, your, your acute problems solved with the law and then you're done. You can go back to whatever it is you were doing. Um, many people do do that. And okay. There's no, again, there's no judgment on, on any of that, but, but to me, you know, I'm in it for the promise of living really well, not just getting through the survival piece that the change in thinking, the change in personality, the change in, you know, who I am is how I am. And, you know, I, I am a sculpture that I'm chipping away all the stuff so that we can reveal who I am and, mm -hmm. and that that goes on and on and on and on until, until we're done. And, uh, and I think that the, the expectation for me that, that I needed to get through was that every single time I run through the steps, which is, which is more than, um, hey, it's 12 steps. So 15 sessions, 12 steps, you know, sure. Is that I gained a lot over the cumulative exercise. And then the next time I go, yes, there's going to be one or two of those that are going to blow my socks off. And then there will be one more, you know, and every time I've done it, I've been through it like five times. Yeah. So every time I'm in it, I get just an amazing amount out of it every time. And it's a commitment to that practice over the long haul. And that's to me, the real challenge for engaging on this is that I have an acute need. What do I expect to get out of it? So when I do get to the 15th session and the questions asked, so what do you want to do now? Precisely. My, my answer is, is uh, some version of pacing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, precisely, precisely. And and it's like quite naturally, you know, it hasn't been 13 weeks on a row because there's been Christmas and, and sure. you know, I've been sick and, you know, stuff happens like that, right? Um, but, but, but the sense of, it's, it's like leaving now would be like, you know, I've I've started my sourdough starter, you know, it's starting to bubble and I'm feeding it. <laughs> That's right. Thing. That's right. And, That's right. And you know, it's like, okay, now I have it and it's good, it's bubbling and it's going, and I make a, a dough out of it and I leave that out. And then Maybe that's where I am. You know, next step is, okay, how do I bake this out? And then I leave yeah. it out and then yeah. I do put it in the oven. Otherwise, it would be so dumb. It would be right? so dumb. It's like, it would be that's so right. dumb saying, oh, yeah, no, the sourdough thing isn't for me. It's like you haven't even tried it yet. You haven't tasted that's exactly it, my right. friend. That's exactly right? right. So I'm not and, through with the cycle of this yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, 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 and you're going to pull that bread out of the oven and it's going to smell so good. You're going to love it. You're going to eat it. And you're going to be like, you know, <laughs> what that if, again because what if, exactly. Yes, yes. And what exactly. if I try a little bit exactly. of this in it? What happens then? Right. So right. every time, and I have a sourdough out in the kitchen. That's I think. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning I baked it out. Yeah. So now it's going to stand for 24 hours before it goes yeah. in the oven. Yeah. Um, my my son, who's in, uh, he's in like kitchen slash waitressing slash chef, uh, you know, being a culinary training school. Yeah. Um, so he was like, you know, you should you should make sure that you have the exact same measurements every time because then you would know. And I'm going. Oh. <laughs> that's the fun part. Right? It's like, that's the fun that's part. Right. That's, exactly like, right. that's exactly right. I started off kind exactly of right. knowing the proportions, right? But sometimes yeah. I have different types of flour. I have different types of yes. like flakes yes. that I put in oatmeal or like rye, the corresponding thing with rye. Or, uh, you know, sometimes I have water. Sometimes I have vasle. What's, what's the word for, you know, if you have milk? And you let yes. it drain. What's what's the word for the like? Okay. Curd. There's there's yeah. curd. There's but that's the the other stuff. The non-curd part of that. The watery. Oh yeah yeah stuff. yeah. I that's called vasle in Swedish. So anybody could could Google it. So sometimes I have that, and you know it's like, and he goes, but. Now you won't know if it's as good as it was last time. No, but maybe it'll get better, you know. And now and again, it bombs totally. And it's like, okay, good. Now I know that, right? Right. Exactly. I exactly. I and love it's, that. Right. And that's that, that. That that that's that's the other that's the other common thread we share is 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 the commitment to. Uh, the commitment to exploration, the commitment to research, the commitment to, you know, it's not just the professional piece. It's a life. It's a life. You yes. know, yes. and, and, it's and, uh, you know, my, my imagining as the 10, 12 year old was that I would be working. I, I would be designing aircraft because that was all happening at the time of, a of, of the sort of heyday of experimenting with jet airplane design. And they got to an optimal design and they just sort of stuck with it. But, but my imagination was caught by all this endless proliferation of experimentation. And then they'd build it and they'd fly it. And, and it was like, wow, not only, not only, and I, I, for a long time, I thought the excitement was the flight. But now, as what I've realized is that no, 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 it's the experimentation. It's the, you know, keep a loose hand on that recipe. You know, you want it nearby for reference. And uh, sure, you could accumulate some knowledge just by making some notes as you go along. But the real thrill of it is to, yeah, mess with this, mess with that. And, and, and in that investigation of those 15 weeks or that 12 steps, something comes out that's just mind-blowing. But the pacing of the step work is such that, you know, what I'll need to do is I'll need to hold on to that mind blowing component. And the next time I go through, that'll be, that'll be the starter yes. that I use for that next yeah. batch of investigation yeah. Yeah. because it's like, Oh wow. I do that. Don't I? Eesh. Wow. Ooh. Well, what's in there? What's yeah. that all about? 
you know. And it makes me, uh, it's it's so funny that we've been touching on pace so many times. The pace was the Jew, yeah. Ben community conversation. Yeah, yeah, I awesome. did. So I have ish. a blog post to write. So by the time in August or something, when this is up, you'll <laughs> be there. But... I'm, when when you speak now, I go. I do. I I Lindy hop, and with luck, courses will start again end August. And I'm you know I'm dying to do this again because I just love Lindy hopping, and I've done it a couple of years. I'm not. I'm so far from an expert, but there's something to the rhythm and the and the way of this that kind of comes quite naturally to me. So, you know, at the level I'm at, I'm quite proficient at it, you know, and I enjoy mm -hmm. myself enormously. When I, when you go to a, it doesn't matter if it's the class or the social dancing, you know, now and again, they put on these like 200 beats per minute songs and you just go, fuck no. It just is not happening. I cannot even move my feet that fast. You know, it's like, shit, no, it won't happen. And you look at some oh, of the God. people who can, and you go, yeah. it just looks so cool. How can they do that? Well, that's right, where they're right, at, right. right? Right, that's where they're at. That's exactly so right. So I can get a, a slightly slower, if I have the right partner, I can make it On happen. any given day. On, on any, any given, given day, precisely, <laughs> if I have the wrong one, we're screwed again, right? Yeah. So I have a trick. If it's one of those really fast ones, I go half pace, right? So I don't have to take every, I can right. go every other. Then it works again. Then it can actually be kind of slow. Um, so depending on, you know, it's it's the same type of thing. It's like yeah, there's a recipe. There's there's like there's these various components you can put into a Lindy Hop routine. Yeah. And it's not a routine. It is dancing. It is spontaneous. It's it's improv. That's what it is. If it's not for show, right? That's something else. But you know the way you dance. It's like there's not a first you do this and then you do that and then you do the other thing. It's you and your dance partner. You two create the dance as it's happening and i love it i love it yes right i love yes doing that and sometimes yes. man i mess up sometimes whoa i'm totally on fire sometimes it's a song that i go mm, yeah well it's kind of nice and sometimes my heart is just pounding <laughs> because i love the song you know it's like yeah, 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 absolutely. That is life. That absolutely. is that, that human is, that aspect is life. of that's life. Exactly, that's exactly right. That. That is exactly, exactly right. And that's, that's to, to and, 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 and it requires all of the stuff that we're hearing um, from folks like Brene Brown around vulnerability and dealing with shame. It requires all of those components of being willing to risk failure and to look poor, look poorly, you know, to, to abandon, you know, my attachment to what other people are thinking of me, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, uh, I, 
I love that the, I love that this is being articulated now and that it's being articulated independent of some sort of um, um, clinical problem. Um, they, the, the 12 step community helped me enormously, but it, it required that I fall to a place that my life go to a place that had I had this kind of conversation happening, I mean, there's no telling how, how any of it could have happened, but my, my spirit, my hope, my faith in this conversation is that what we're talking about is the kind of life skills, the kind of approach to, um, thinking, you know, cause this thing is super powerful and it can be really productive or really destructive. And having a common language in our culture that's easy to get to that unpacks ways in which we can learn to Lindy hop without hurting ourselves is where we kind of want to be, you know? And uh, there's some technical parts to it. There's some skill parts to it. And there's a lot of imaginative parts to it. And all of those things are constantly in play. And, a, a, a spirit like mine, it really clearly needs that. And I am, uh, I am so grateful for being able to, to know that and then be able to like seek it out and then actually find places to express it. And that's, that's what happened with story skills, uh, in a way that, that uh, I hadn't experienced in way too long. Um, and so, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm, and I'm finding now in the six months since that's happened, um, that all these, you know, the cycle time, you know, I'm back to the whole cycle time, the pacing of, okay, I've had this new experience. I've had this class and coming out of the class, I was on fire about stuff and it felt really good. And I, I really enjoyed it all on its own. And if that was that, that was that. But now what's happening is that six months out, I've had some cycles through a couple of ups and downs. I've had some, you know, basic, you know, not overly dramatic stuff happens, just the seasons. And, uh, but I'm, I, I have sort of a more durable energy around it. I have a more durable, enduring kind of response to it. That's marvelous that I did not expect at all. So. And it's it's so interesting to hear you say this because, so like the Akimba workshop, people go check them out. It's like there's there's something for you, I would say, and that's what they say too. But I took the first one, the the creatives workshop, the spring of 2020, which is a long one. It's like three and a half months or four months or something. You know, it's like it's great. Coming out of that, there or. In it, there were people going on to other workshops at the same time and running in parallel and then coming out of it, going into the next one and stuff. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to live without this, but I know that I should not step into another one immediately after. Yes, Something in me was very, very clear. That's right. Like, oh, I want to. But Helena... It's not now, right? So when story skills came, so I think if the cutoff day when they kicked us out of the platform was like July 
seventh or eighth or ninth or something around there. And it was just, you know, I'd logged in in the morning and then an hour and a half later, poof. <laughs> just, oh, you know, it was the feeling. I, re- I blogged about it. I blogged about the feeling. It's <laughs> gone, right? I then took up story skills, which started end November 2020. So, like, as long as, as, as the Creatives Workshop had been, as long I was without having one of those workshops, then I took story skills. And there, too, it's like people are going, oh, this one is starting and, you know, the next Creatives Workshop is starting. Before the other one was, we were cut off, because that's, for me, is the end date, not when the prompts stop dropping. It's like right, when, right, when's right. the cutoff date. Right. And I'm, same thing. I don't know how I'm going to live without this. But I should not yeah. get on another one yet. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy that I have, that I have found kind of this, this, the knob to, it's like, okay, it's been full, you know, full volume. It's been full, because I go in full volume too, right? It's like, that's, that's for what sure. I do. It's full That's volume. for sure. It's like, I need to really, really, you know, twist that knob, turn it down, way down yeah. for a while yeah. so that I then can go full volume again. And in the meantime, I can go full volume on other things that kind of, you know, draw right. from other right. parts of me, of my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, that suggests... Um, considering other units of time for our pacing around these things that we don't, you know, that we don't expect certain things from a daily practice, you know, and I am, I am intrigued and also very wary about the, the hundred day challenges because there may be a season for me to do that, but it's not, a, it's not going to be a daily practice. I've tried variations of that over the last 40 years, one way or the other. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me because, and I used to give my, be incredibly harsh with myself when I, when I realized, Oh, I haven't done a sketch a day in months. Mm. And then there would be recrimination because, and the recrimination would always come at the hands of somebody else's, demonstrations i'd see somebody whose skill was like maybe like well you i know, could if have I, been like that if i had sketched every day yeah, you precisely. know that crap yep, and yep been and, there done that and it and, and it, it's taken an, ex, an extraordinarily long period of time for me to understand that those seasons i used to have this problem with prayer um mm-hmm. you know it's not a daily practice for me but I will have seasons of it two or three times a year mm-hmm. where a month or two, I, it will be a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Um, two or three times a year, I will be really focused on writing drum parts on the drum set, you know, um, or I'll be working in wood or I'll be, um, I'll be writing, um, and, uh, or coding. And uh, what I find is that when I take those breaks, and I come back to that medium, or I come back to that subject area, I am, I'm really reinvigorated yeah. quite a bit. 
and the, the, the game I can bring to it at that point is higher than if I had slogged through it. And I also struggle through the, the criticism about that, which is, you know, I get to, I get to dabble in it, but I, I'm like, you know what? I make my money and I have a professional floor and I operate above that floor consistently. And in that space, I'll take that criticism of dabbling, but that's not what I'm talking about. Back to the specificity. I'm talking about life skill. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about what, how I engage the world, what it is I produce in a way that's deeply meaningful for me. That is an expression that can reach others. That's of service independent of the pay and independent of the value that you said you needed from my work. I, you know, it gets released into the world and, and, and it's no longer mine. People make from it what they will. And, um, you know, I don't get any reward from that, from, from, from that piece of it. It's the, you know, it's, it's, it's the doing something without the expectation of reward. It's the, um, and, and, and there's the regenerative, regenerative part to that, you know, I'm one of those people who can do daily slogs, and yep. the yep. one daily Absolutely. streak I've had is my seven-minute workout, which most days for the past year and a half is just me dancing wildly in the pool. <laughs> you know, who gets to tell me what I need to do, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I do it, but I do it right. So today was like day two thousand five hundred and ten or something. <laughs> But, but it's like, I haven't written, I haven't blogged daily for, since the creatives workshop, basically, um, a year ago. So what do you make of that? So for me, and, and there's been aspects of that. So for me, it is, it's not hard for me to do daily things. Yes. I ace them. I I ace them. What's not hard. The challenge for me is to step away from the meaning, the attachment I have to what it says of me when I'm doing something on a daily basis and go, today, what will nourish me? Yes. Right. Okay, then right. Yes. Okay, then breathe. Cold shower, two minutes. Okay, go for it, lady. I do. I have I have some sense of like my my seven, and again, I'm telling the truth, mostly for the past year and a half, I have been dancing. You know, I dance or I I do pelvic movements, and you know, it's like I'm in movement. Yeah. I've come to a, a that's my floor. You know, I yes, I brush my teeth on a daily basis. Yes, I do at least seven minutes of just being in motion. So so that's not, it's not even one of the streaks anymore. You know, it's like, yes, I do it because I have a friend and we text each other every morning uh, about what we're doing and about life. And we've come to be great friends because of that. Um, But I don't need to put daily blogging back on. Right. Because that's not where the challenge is for me. The challenge for me is, okay, Helena, what's your expression today? 
That's right. What is it that you do today that will nourish you, that will be regenerative, that will provide you joy and beauty and pleasure and challenge? Where's the edge today? You know, it's like it's all <laughs> Right, right, right. So, like, looking at my, my streaking habits, if you can say that, Kind of sounds funny, but me dancing with them is like, this is what I need to learn in this period of my life. Right. That I don't have to right. adhere right. strictly to something right. because of some attachment I have to what it means about me when I do. Right. Yeah. You're, building, you're building a repertoire. Yeah. Yes. And so as part of this experimentation, part of this commitment to like curiosity and yeah. exploration, yeah. you know, so we, we, we come away with a repertoire of responses. We come away with the, 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 the reality that each engagement, each fascination might have a season. And sometimes that season looks like what we call a streak and it's six years long, eight yeah. years long. And sometimes, yeah, it's like sometimes two and a half thousand days is forever. Right, right. I, I, ha I was just talking about a, a streak I had with playing um, every single day Rush music and studying the drum parts every single for an hour a day. That went on for twelve years. And then, yeah. and then at, at some point, oh, it just man. sort of yes. It, 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 it stopped and I needed to breathe and I didn't, I didn't quite understand it. And there was sort of this darkness that went along with that, that I, I was not okay because it was sort of devoted and I, it, it didn't feel good. But I, I was at a place in recovery where I recognized that these these things we're talking about were possibilities. And maybe, maybe what's happening is I'm looking for some refreshment. I'm looking for being recharged in a way and I need to reach out to find other, other versions of this and what's happening. And sure enough, within, within weeks, I discovered another drummer that just fascinated me. And I still play that music and, and I still play yesterday. I played for two hours and it was a mix of. I still play Rush. I still play these other other bands because I am now at the point where I'm fascinated with the, the dynamics of how do you just how how do you blend the technical skill or the the technical components of timekeeping and that's way too fast for me. How can I get that done without hurting myself? The skill set and the creativity, and I'm feeling really just like the exact way you described Linda. And so that's just, this is the beauty of the conversation that, that we've had today is, 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 is this sort of, of, you know, what are the things that come along with a commitment to a life of exploration, a life of curiosity, a life of living richly in a way that's not financial? Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's where the, like so I'm 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 damaged goods since childhood in a sense you know I kept lists of all weird stuff so there is this fascination in me of 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 that type of of order of knowing the day of knowing how many letters I've sent how many books I've read you yes, know it's like yes. there's something to that right 
And what, what you have helped me see now is that I was piling them on. So it's like, okay, I have the seven. Then I do the cold shower. Then I do the daily blogging. Then I do the Wim Hof breathing. Then I do the at least 10 kilometers in my body every day. Then I do the this and that and the other thing and the third thing. And I have to read a book as well. And, you know, it's like, okay, now I have like 16 <laughs> things I have to do on a daily basis, which turns into a slog. Turns into a slog, which is exactly right made me see is that even though I haven't had words for it, what I've done is I've, I've tried on these things. I've kind of experimented to see what happens in my body if I do Wim Hof breathing every morning. I, you know, I did that for a year and a half. I know what happens in my body. What happens if I go six months with at least two minute cold shower every day? Okay, this is what happens. What happens when I write a daily blog? Oh, this is what happens. What happens when I do 10 yes. kilometer yes. every day? Yes. Oh, this is what happens, yes. right? So it's perfect to, you know, I can yes. throw in, I can, for me, I can throw in new things to try. What would happen if I do, you know, I actually put my hands in the soil every day? If I do 15 minutes of gardening every day and do that for 100 days, what would then happen? But now I have this smorgasbord of stuff that I know nourishes me. And yeah, sure, maybe the perfect benefit of them only come if you do it religiously. I don't need that shit. You know, no. I get to play. It's like, no. so today, exactly right. I did my. Exactly right. I did. I did a morning meditation. I haven't, you know, I did headspace for years. Yeah. You know, it's like today I did a morning meditation. I went down, I did my seven minutes of dancing. And then I asked, yeah, shower. I want a cold shower today. <laughs> so I did the cold shower, you know, two minutes right. cold shower. Right. Perfect. So right, right, right. being able, and, right. and this is the regenerativeness of it. It's exactly. now, it it's is exactly not right. a slog. It is not something right. that I have to do. And if I don't, I'll punish myself for it because bam, you're dumb or bad right. or right. worthless or anything. Not required. It's like, no. Right. Not in that place. Right, right. So if you, so, so if you get in a jam around a, uh, uh, um, uh, a hundred day commitment you've you've made, just know that at the end of the hundred days you can change it up. Or if you're at day seventy and you're figured out this is no good, you can stop. Stop. I know. It's like <laughs> you, revelatory you know, it's, insight, right? Right, yes, right, right, right. Stop. And and that's and that's you just described scientific method. I mean, that's the heart of it. Is I have a theory. This okay, I'm gonna go it. collect a bunch of data and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, maybe at some point I'll get into, maybe at some point someone will describe in my obituary, he had a, he was religiously routine. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, I've learned to be really good with that. Yeah. I, you know, every day is different. And now what we're doing is jazz improvisation. You know, the trick is, you know, get enough, again, we're back to cycle time and more experiments and more, you know, get proficient. And I love your attitude around what happens if, yeah. what happens if, and what if I did this? 
you know, um, I, I think that's that that encapsulates the the the, the spirit and the essence of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's 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 amazing. I, I'm just I'm you know goosebumpy around it. So good job, well done. So. Two, it only took us two hours and 24 minutes this time. Precisely, precisely. So <laughs> back to the start then. Where are you now? Are you more disembodied or is like, no, okay. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, you know, of the, uh, in my repertoire of anchoring activities, this is one of them. Mm. You know, the re-inhabitation of my body, this is one of them. Arranging a conversation. Uh, without much specific agenda is, uh, always, always, always anchoring. Um, an hour long walk, um, two hour long walk somewhere on my own is always regenerative. So right now, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I feel like I woke up and, uh, I, I feel that I feel like it's okay for me to let go of the narrative of making the whales thing a project. And that, that, that feels like the right move for me for a variety of reasons. And I can, depending on the audience I talk to, I can probably feel, feel comfortable in having that conversation with whoever I'm, I'm interacting with. Um, I can let it go. Mm. And now I can turn my sights to what is the, what is it that I want to strive for next and let the bread rise. Just, you know, it, that question is the bread in the cabinet or it's in the oven uh, with no heat and it's just sitting, sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's wintering. And so something will come along. Um, I feel better. Thanks. <laughs> and you? Thank you? Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm just filled with energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so very much so. This. I so love. Yes. This. And and that's you know the one streak I've never bothered to keep is have I gotten my daily tankespian? Um, but it's like. That one just, it just flows. That is, again, it's one of the base parts of my life. It is there. I get it. Yeah. And I get it from a variety of places, people, processes, things. You know, I can get some serious tankespian. If I sit on the sofa all day, you know, doing nothing. Shit, That's right. I can't beat that. That's you right. Know, so That's I can right. get it from reading the most fascinating book, talking to you, you know, yeah. blogging and finding out something about me. There's a therapy session with Dominic. There's a, you know, there's That's right. a, a That's right. you know, a glance from a kid, and you go, hey. Shit. You know, it's like it's it's all over. It's always there. Yes. Available. And I want it. I yeah. love it. For me, it yeah. is regenerative. Yeah. And I would not be able to say that if I hadn't learned how to do gentle with an edge. I wouldn't because I would, you know, I would be bleeding to death because I yes, would be would. cutting myself up 
Yes, you would. And some days that becomes real, physically real. So I'm really, really glad that you learned that you didn't have to live like that. Yeah. And I get to live like this. Yeah, you get to live like this. (gasps) Fascinating. I love it. Talk about a privilege. Oh, which is so interesting. I had a conversation with Dominic about privilege. That's an interesting one. Next time, sometime, <laughs> other time, we do not start another meander here. We go. I let you go and do your thing, and I'm going to go get some food. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah, it's time for breakfast and for you dinner. 